This is Emily Penrod, and my guest today is Shriana Albi. Shriana, welcome. Hello. Shriana is a student at Weber State University, and she's a former homeschool student. So I know a lot of people think that if you're homeschooled, you won't be able to get into college. You didn't have a standard high school diploma, is that correct? Yeah, there was there was a lot going on with that. I was not as prepared as I should have been to get into college, but the nice thing about nice thing about the ACT is you're able to get that. But a lot of times people try and argue with you that you need your GED, you need a form of diploma. And by state, I did graduate high school by state laws. Going through Homeschool Legal Defense Association, they said I did complete high school and graduate. It's just a lot of schools don't accept it unless you get a very high ACT. And it's my understanding, too, that where you don't have a high school transcript, they look more, they will just use your ACT score. Yep. Did you also, were you also required to write an essay or? No, I didn't have to do that. Um, What I did was uh, I just took the ACT. I took... Because it was too late for me, I ended up taking the residual. I'm going to be taking the ACT again. And the ACT helped out with getting in because that's all they required. Because I did not qualify by state law for a GED. But you did qualify by the ACT score, right? Yep. Okay. Now, talk about, like, describe what was homeschool like? What was your curriculum? Honestly, it varied. <laughs> um, so for high school specifically, what we did was freshman, sophomore year, besides LDS Seminary at Fremont and Walquist, what we did was we did a lot of online curriculum. Some of it was from a website, Easy Peasy is the name of it. And some of it was from books we found. And even more of it, the last two years especially, was from Latter-day Learning. You have the link for that. Latter-day Learning was organized and run for the longest time by American Heritage School down in American Fork. It was an American Fork. And after they switched owners, uh, Diane Jepson uh, is her name. After they switched owners, she turned the name into Ensign Peak. And so now it's its own private off of American Heritage. It's no longer connected with them. Ladder Learning still runs, and you can still get the curriculum and everything, but Ensign Peak is the online uh, digital platform of it, where you can do conference calls with a teacher. You can get to know other people. You can do, they have now field trips that you can go do, where you can go, and they have different things we learn about history, and you have this little quest type thing, where you have to solve these different mysteries together as a team. I think it was like fun dance at the end and dinner, and... They have a lot of cool things. And when I was in Latter-day Learning, our class was pretty small. <laughs> we were kind of just starting out. I believe they said they were on their fourth or sixth year of doing it. So still pretty new. And all the teachers, we had professor. We had a couple of professors. There was a couple of teachers who were just hired on from the school. And one lady, she's with Joseph Smith Foundation, which is pretty awesome. And all of them together were able to just work and be able to organize these classes. They had their own curriculum as 
along with the points that needed to be taught. They could organize it just how they wanted, different activities and such. It, it, was, it was pretty thorough. They try to keep all the curriculum college level to jump you right into college. Yeah, and it sounds like you were working with other students. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people have the concern that if you are homeschooled, you don't get the socialization. But it sounds like you had plenty of training working as part of a team. Did you do use online courses for all of your homeschool? Have, haven't you been homeschooled? since kindergarten oh yeah yeah i am the only one in my family that hasn't gone to preschool <laughs> but even then for preschool we did uh what's called a co-op where a bunch of different homeschool moms in the area get together one's organized as the principal type person uh, other people are different members of the staff together and in cheney washington we had the most amazing co-op there and i don't believe they're still running it Everyone kind of moved off because it was a college town. Cheney is the college town of Eastern Washington University. So they kind of just all moved off after everyone graduated. There at the co-op, you had all these different classes. Like we had gymnastics, martial arts, history, social sciences. We had language arts. We also had foreign languages. And a lot of different classes. And they were all different grades. But they put you all together as a whole elementary and some of the classes there's a lot of field trips you had your own report cards and grades it was I believe once or twice a week that you'd go there just to give you that interaction when we moved to it was in Clearfield but we were in Richmond at the time we found out about another co-op there they did similar stuff they weren't quite as organized as, as the one in Cheney it was a little community church they had a lot more and the arts, they had a whole entire drama club there. We did a lot of plays. That was a lot of fun. Has your mother always used a co-op? Or have you ever just been pursuing something you were interested in? Well, with the co-ops, they allow you to pursue more interesting. But yes, at home, whenever there was only two days a week that you could go to the co-op, or once or twice, depending on the co-op. But other days, besides our usual we always got to choose electives. Uh, I got to choose electives a lot sooner than my public school friends. But also the theater group was not just homeschools, uh, homeschool students. It was also public school students because it was an after-school activity. So again, there was plenty of time for socializing, interacting with other students. And oh, yeah. You were mentioning the various co-ops you have participated in and how some were more organized than others. Yeah. What would you say is the best structure for a homeschool co-op? I think the best structure, honestly, would be when people, uh, the homeschool moms or parents, we also had homeschool dads, can get together and be able to organize these classes, have a set time, make sure it's in routine because routine's the best, best way to do it. After you have routine, you need to be able to make sure that people know those classes and can teach them. So people who, who are good in those fields who have a solid routine, who have a good structure of curriculum. A lot of the co-ops I I was in when I moved to Utah was more Christian-based. In Washington, we did not have a religion base, but we had a lot of people who knew what they were doing. And that's the best part when you don't have that random substitute teacher who's not sure what she's doing. Yeah, we had one of those. (laughs) Um, But if they know what they're doing, it's organized and it's routine. 
and the kids are able to out, go out and do something, like pursue their interests. And Cheney, we went to a couple of the field trips, went to the gardens. They have a really beautiful gardens over there in Washington, where we learned about the different plants and the best soil and stuff like that. And we also did experiments in class after that. So it, it sounds like what I'm hearing, the pattern is, well, I know one of the major advantages of a homeschool is you don't have to worry about any conflict between the, your personal values, the values of the home, and the values that are being presented at school, in a homeschool. So even if you're in a co-op with other parents, you know, there's still no conflict. So there are the, the values, the field trips, and the interactions with other students. Is, would that be accurate? Yeah. And also, like, with the, with the parents, unlike with teachers where they have to follow, uh, public school teachers where they have to follow the school board, homeschooling allows each of the parents to be able to get together and say what they want to happen and make it happen. I can see the advantage there. And I know many people feel that this student-directed learning is this is how you get learners who are invested because it, it all has meaning to them. They're not being required to take a class that they can see no value to. And you mentioned that even in a co-op, there is still that student-directed. Yeah, you got to choose, like, with the parents, you got to set up this list of classes. And I remember every single time at the end of the trimester or uh, semester, whichever we chose, you always got to choose your classes. They always handed out to the kids this list and say, talk with your parents and what classes. And we had like the basic core ones, but with other classes, you could always take it. Even, even in elementary, we had electives. I can tell from your voice that you're, you're enthusiastic about this. It sounds like you feel good about the kind of education you got. Yeah. What were the advantages? You got to associate uh, one, one of the most, uh, one of the main advantages I noticed is you got to associate with, not only kids of your age, but also kids of other ages, because you're all kind of clumped together, and adults. You got to work with adults very much, though, because if you wanted something done there, you had to talk to the adults about it. Like, with electives, you had to, you had to talk to the parents and work that out, but you also had to talk to different people in the co-op, like the, the parents, about what you'd be doing in the class. You had to report to them on your stuff. Uh, more interaction than just kind of sending in an assignment and we also got to work with adults when we went on field trips because it wasn't kids directing the field trips. It was adults directing the field trips. So if you wanted to learn something, you were always allowed the opportunity to ask questions. We had very patient, very patient homeschool parents. Awesome. I know these homeschool co-ops, there are a number of them across the country you mentioned living in more than one state and finding a co-op. Mm -hmm. So probably if a parent wanted to learn more about it, they could just Google homeschool co-ops and probably find any that were in their area. There's also Facebook as well. Facebook has a lot of homeschool groups. Uh, there's also different websites that have it as well with Google. But Facebook and Google will be their best option, probably. Okay. So you had this experience of using co-ops and online 
programs, and you've mentioned two of them, and I'll have those links on my page. So what specific documentation did you need to take to the university of your choice to be admitted? Your, your ACT scores, right? Mm-hmm. And what else did you need? Specifically, I didn't need any of the documents that I brought. I thought I did working. I worked with my legal assistant uh, through homeschool. Uh, this is another good uh, thing for anybody who's considering homeschooling. Homeschool Legal Defense Association, they help people across the globe. Okay. I worked, with my, I worked with my legal assistant, and she said to get together a transcript, my diploma, any awards I received. I was in many different groups. Um, and also my resume. Okay. And the transcript is generated through the homeschool co-op and also the online program, right? Yeah. We, we had set the transcript together and it was given according to the template that the online academy gave us. Okay. And that got you in. I, I talked to one homeschool mother who just explained that they felt their daughter was ready, issued her a diploma from their homeschool, and just emphasized that if they, any student who, graduate, who graduates from a non-accredited school, the college just uses, relies more on their ACT score. Yes. They, they combine ACT scores and GPA, but if there isn't a transcript from accredited school, then they're just looking at ACT scores. So it is not a, does not prohibit you from, and I think that's great. I think that's great. Yeah. And everything like, Everything that I uh, learned in the online academy helped me out and also studying for the ACT helped out because this has been already techniques I had been using already because everything with ends and peak and latter-day learning was college level. So you felt prepared. Oh, yeah. Great. So tell us about your major in Weber State and what your goals and future plans are. So uh, as you said, I go to Weber State. And my major is in music education. I'm considering a double major. And my minor is in business, specifically entrepreneurship. Uh, my goal is to open up a music focus school because there's so many benefits. I could do a whole talk on that. So many benefits with music. And get it so that the school is open and accessible to anyone, lower income, disability, be able to get together with different students, learn how to get along with those people, and have music. Yeah. You know, and, and Triana, I've known you for a couple of years. I know you have some, you know, health challenges of your own, but I've always been impressed with your very positive outlook, your naturally cheerful nature, and your your confidence that you... Uh, you don't let anything stop you. You just keep moving forward. I really commend that. You And you've had some interesting work experience, too. I've known of at least two or three different jobs you've had. Uh, one working with animals, 
training animals? Yeah, I was a kennel tech for a little while. It was a board and train. And my supervisor, she trained in a sport called IPO, which is basically a good way to train police dogs. But it's also amazing obedience. The dogs have to have the utmost level of obedience. But with kennel tech, I was able to take these dogs and train them. We did a lot of rehabilitation with high-end craziness in dogs. And we also did, like, your regular rehabilitation, just bringing them in from somebody who dropped them off. But also, like, you mentioned other different jobs I've done. I've taught as a, for five years, I taught as a music instructor, specifically piano, but I did a lot of other instruments as well. I worked there for five years, and then now I'm at Guitar Center working as a piano instructor again, piano and keyboard. And I worked at Domino's for a little while as a driver and as a nanny where I'm working as well. Yeah, I, I really applaud your work ethic. You, you're putting yourself through college. I understand you're make, you've got great plans of moving ahead and becoming self-reliant. You're not, I know you definitely aren't planning on living off mom and dad. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Yes. And I admire that, that ambition. So this is good to hear. Good to talk to a homeschool student with a positive mindset, very socially outgoing and you know, with goals, purpose, what advice would you have to parents who are considering homeschool? Well, for parents who are considering homeschool, one thing to do would be to really involve kids in day-to-day activities, like about where their level is, of course. When you start teaching, make sure that they're able to understand it. So find a way to be able to better explain it. My mom was constantly, constantly switching up curriculums until she found one that worked for us. We did a lot of books from companies that really worked. We did Alex Math for a little while, which is pretty good. I know the public school uses that. Also, with Latter-day Learning, that was an amazing one. There's just like different ones. Don't be afraid to switch up curriculums. Do not be afraid to switch it up because you need to find something that works. And if your kid shows interest in something, let them pursue it. They have to finish off the core, of course, but... If you see them interested, like, there's a, there's a kid who ha- is really good with numbers, maybe encourage them to do something with math. Maybe let them help you counting out your budget or doing couponing. My mom always had us do couponing. If there's a kid who is musically inclined, let them explore different instruments. The piano is the best one to start with. But after you go different instruments, after learning the piano, they can go to many different instruments. Piano opens your world to every other instrument out there. Another, another piece of advice is don't be afraid to try something new because this is something new. This will be a change. And don't be afraid to let the kids know what you believe because they need to know. You are their teacher. They need to know what you believe because there's going to be so many people out there who will try to tell them so many different things. And you have control of what they're learning. And I I know your parents instilled a strong set of values and beliefs in you. And I, it seems like it has helped you to grow and flourish and determine who you are. Oh, yes. That's great. And thank you so much for being willing to talk to us and 
share your experiences and hope you have a, a great day. You as well.